Hi everyone, Ryan Luke here. Welcome to Pastors Middle Kid, the podcast where I get to share about my life and what I think about it. This week has been a pretty good week and joining me very shortly is my good friend Matthew Coates. We'll talk about what I've done this week as well as chatting about a whole bunch of other stuff. Coming up in a couple of weeks, we actually have a centre-wide event called Base Retreat where all the staff and students from the current schools as well as on-base staff all camp out at a reserve in tents and have daily meetings, eat meals, sit around campfires, hear from some guest speakers as well as just building the community spirit of YWAM Newcastle and getting all on the same page basically. That's really exciting and that's coming up in a couple of weeks and I'll make sure to tell you all about it when that happens. In other news, on Sunday I decided to run to the beach and back. Now the beach is about seven and a half, maybe eight kilometers one way. And then as soon as I got there, I turned around and came back. I listened to a podcast the entire time, so I was very well occupied. My legs weren't necessarily used to it. So as I record this, my legs are quite sore (laughs) from this run. I really enjoyed it though, and I'm really looking forward to doing it again in the near future. All right, here we go. Here's my conversation with Matthew Coates. So you've been on the podcast before and that was a little bit different to this type of setting. This feels more like an interview. That one was more like a, let's just just sit around and have banter. All right. So I really wanted to, first of all, address something that's coming up in this coming week, which is Five Day Escape. Yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Five Day Escape? Yeah, sure. Five Day Escape is a small outreach we do with Youth Street, our ministry here on base. And we take a bunch of Newcastle kids Mm -hmm. uh, between the age of 12 and 17 and we take them away for the week for five days and we drive up to the Gold Coast and we go to the theme parks and to the beach and to the shopping strip there and we kind of just get out of Newcastle and have fun with these um with these kids and kind of get get them a little bit of an experience of of another place and of yeah just having an awesome camping trip. And uh, it's kind of more of an evangelistic outreach, I guess. So mm-hmm. we don't preach at them the whole time, but we like our whole goal is that they would see that the joy and the hope and the life that we have in us is mm-hmm. from Jesus and yeah. that they would see that. And there's a, a time where we get to have a talk and someone will get up and speak mm-hmm. at the end and they'll uh, share the gospel. And our hope is that these young kids will be able to yeah, see Jesus and then come back home and yeah just see the transformation in their own lives and then mm-hmm. like connect with with local church and connect with whoever like a local youth group or something or keep going to our ministry here and keep developing their faith and keep mm-hmm. developing who they are in Christ yeah um, discipleship's really important in that hey yeah so not just having like a kind of a bang event but then really having that encounter and kind of moving on from there so because mm. we know a lot of young people if they hear about Christ or they meet Jesus, like they'll they'll do it, and then like straight away they'll you know duck back into whatever they were doing because they weren't discipled in a community or by anyone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our aim for Five D, and it's been running for it's actually our longest running thing with uh, our ministry here. It's longer than the ministry we have. We uh, started running this camp before we actually had our own Saturday, wow, our own program. So it's been running since 1999. Wow. 
I know yeah. some people that haven't even been running since 1999. Mm, so do I. <laughs> the a majority of the, of the yeah. crew. <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the guys we get coming, the young guys, are not even that old. Oh, so, man. There's, I mean, there's a few that are a little bit older than that, but we're starting to get into 18, 19-year-olds from, you know, the late 90s. Yeah, gone is the, uh, the era of the 90s kids. Yeah, yeah. Coming through the youth groups and stuff. Okay, so as far as Youth Street goes, we make it our mission to not shove Jesus down people's throats. The the kids or the crew, as we call them, that we get coming through, it's more about building relationships and providing a place for them to belong. Mm-hmm. By being Jesus to them, they get to see what that actually looks like and whether or not that's something that they want. I mean, if they come along to Youth Street Live, which is our youth service that we run after Youth Street every week, then there's often a time, a chance to respond uh, for the kids. But this has more of a missional focus, I suppose. Yep. Um, do we get any crew that don't usually come to U Street Live, that come to Five Day Escape? Yeah, like our main our main outreach or our main like source of all these uh, young guys is from high schools. So we don't just take um, the young cool. guys we have from our, our own ministry. We, like, they can come along. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually about 50-50 from high schools as well as from mm-hmm. um, our own our own thing. So usually we have, you know, 80, because half of our, our young people aren't Christians. Like, they, they're not all uh, following Jesus. So mm-hmm. we get about 80% people that have, you know, they haven't made a decision to follow Christ on this camp. So, you know, well, by the time the, the camp ends, like, you know, we have almost like 100% which is really cool wow but seeing yeah these these ones that aren't engaged in a church or aren't engaged in any youth group at all come on this camp five day escape and they get to kind of get a little bit of engagement in that which is really cool Mm -hmm. and at five day escape there is a group coming down from Townsville because they run the street up there as well your brother is coming down is that right he is yeah my brother and his wife Right. So, do they help run Youth Street in Townsville? My brother used to. He used to help run um, Youth Street. He used to be mm-hmm. pretty much leading, leading a team, and then leading uh, lots of different aspects with the ministry. And then mm-hmm. I think Five Day Escape on their end was his like baby that he took care of. So right. he run pretty much run the camp um, from Townsville's end. Wow. So, but every it used to be every second year we'd meet up with Townsville, um, but we've changed it. The last two years we've been able to meet up with them. One of the other reasons that I wanted you on Pastors Metal Kid today, besides that you are going to be one of the the key leading people in this five-day escape camp, is you and I have kind of similar stories in in a lot of different little aspects of our lives. Mm, Yeah. Could you share some of these similarities that that you and I might share? Mm, Yeah. Ryan and I have similarities in just upbringing it's really really quite interesting uh, my my parents met in YWAM similar to Ryan's parents and yep. married and had kids and yep. I was born on set yeah <laughs> in YWAM so and yeah it was uh, it was back in Goulburn so another similarity which is yep. really cool after being in YWAM for a while I was about two when when we left mm-hmm. uh, and then our family kind of went into regular work, I guess you call it. So dad made his way in, in the business and mum was mum, I guess, <laughs> mum at home. Uh, and then eventually dad found his way uh, doing 
a Bible school and then working his way into being an associate pastor for a church, mm-hmm. um, for a Baptist church down in, in Melbourne, which is really cool. Already there's like yep. three or four different similarities between Ryan and I being yep. in YOM and leaving YOM and then dad being a pastor. And yep. It's quite interesting being a pastor's pastor's middle kid. I'm, I am a pastor's middle kid. Come on. Or used to be, so, yeah. Um, which is... Once a PMK, always a PMK. Once a PMK. As I'm concerned. Yep. Uh, it's, it's quite. It's got. It's got benefits. You're not the expected child to be like, oh, you're the great one because you're not the first one. But then yep. you're not like pounded with like baby love. Like, oh, yep. you'll always be the baby. You'll always, you know. No, it's none of that. Uh, Pastor's milk kid gets the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then always being at church and always mm-hmm. um, being involved in ministry and. Like where where we were at church, there wasn't like that unhealthy expectation of a pastor's kid, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So there was never like a, I mean, there's a standard as Christians, but there was never like a, oh, they're going to be perfect because their dad's the pastor. Mm-hmm. No, it was just extra time at church and more time yep. in ministries. And like I got to be involved in some really cool stuff that other kids may not have been able to see. Yeah. Um, and then dad being home all the time because he was his role was being a pastor, so he's not always doesn't always have to be at church. Yeah. Moving on from being a pastor's kid, I also went to university. Well, actually, before that, we were both school captains. We were both school so captains. So both born in both born in '93. Yep. Both did year twelve in 2011. Yep. Yep. So we were both school captains. Mm-hmm. Both led our schools and then moved into university. Both went on to shining examples. Oh, in- yeah further education yes yes <laughs> in doing one year of university yes <laughs> studied a year and it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea I'd prefer more hands on kind of stuff I really yeah. got lost in university which was funny mm-hmm. but no it's really cool backtracking all of the stuff that Ryan and I have I guess grown up in and it's very like similar yeah now now something else beyond this so we both did university in 2012 both left at the end of 2012 both did DTS in 2013. You did yours in Newcastle, I did mine in Brisbane. Both joined staff in 2014 at YWAM Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And so we've both been involved in the YWAM Newcastle community as staff members mm-hmm. for about the same amount of time now. Yeah, around about a year and a half. Yeah. And then we both did a school. Yeah. You did your school last October and I did the School of Innovative Youth Ministries last year. Yeah, so we're pretty much parallel lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, parallel lives. So what was next year like? Oh, we both start dating a different person. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a year after, both get married and. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then two years later or something, we have we both have kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the same time, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Look, if we've come this far for twenty-two years as pretty much the same people, then. Yep. Who's to say we won't go another 22 years being the same people? Yeah, yeah. Maybe when you achieve something, I have to do that then. Or if I do something, mm. you have to do it. So if you get married, then that's all the pressure's like, on. The pressure's on. Like I have to yeah. continue that that parallel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when did your brother get married? Uh, this is something else, man. He got married this year in May. This year in okay. What nationality was the girl that he got married to? A Canadian woman. Okay. My brother got married in July this year to a Canadian woman. <laughs> okay, this older brother. <laughs> that's right, older brother. Parallel lives. That's that's a lot of fun. Okay, so as a pastor's kid, for the amount of time that you were a pastor's kid, which you said was about a year or so, how often were you at the church, the the building? 
We were probably at the church. I mean, we were there every week, so once at least every Sunday. Yeah. And then... Was it just... Was there an evening service as well, and you were just there once from the morning to the evening? There there was in the later part of of Dad being a pastor. Mm-hmm. So at first it was just this on Sunday, and then there was like random times during the week for like prayer meetings or for like worship times, mostly around the church, maybe like two two times a week, three times a week, but usually like there was always small groups happening or there was always like different yeah. meetings like at our house and different things. Unofficial, but official enough as a pastor, I guess. Yeah. I often found that as a pastor's kid in Nowra, particularly when my dad was a pastor in Nowra for six years, we, like you, were often around two or three times a week. And some of those times would just be after school because dad would still have some work that he needed to do at the church. Yeah, definitely. And he'd just drive to the school, pick us up, drive back to the church so he could finish the work and we'd be there for an hour or two entertaining ourselves. I got to know those old beaten up pianos very well, as well as those rooms. There were some weeks where I reckon I spent more time, more leisure time at the church than I did at home. Something that that I found being at that church in particular, now reuniting, was the youth group began at year seven. Yes. And I started attending that church. My dad was leading the church when I was in year five. So for two years, I wasn't allowed to be in the youth group. Both my older brothers were in the youth group from the moment we got there. Had really good friends, had fun every Friday night. And me, I had to wait two years until I was allowed to go to youth group. Wow. But yeah, getting to know the church building is something that I don't think a lot of people really do unless one or both of their parents are in ministry. Yeah. When they're there every week for extended periods of time, you like, you get to know the place. Yeah. You get to know the little places you can... We always used to like hide, like, because I I had like a best friend who was always there as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like every Sunday was always there. And so we'd just like, we'd play games like almost all the time after church and like hide and seek and different things. Yes. get like in the tiniest little nooks and crannies and yeah, yeah. find the best hiding places and you you get to know the building. Yeah. It's definitely quite something. And, uh, it's funny when you're talking about our youth group, when we, when dad first was a pastor, I think I was in in year five or well, maybe go. maybe towards the end of year five, start yeah. of year six. And then going into our youth group, my brother was a couple of years older, so he was mm-hmm. already like old enough for youth group. The coolest thing was, was because I was the pastor's kid. I was kind of allowed to be going along to some of it. Yeah. And so I got introduced yeah. to, to youth group about halfway through year six and we started doing like Bible studies and stuff and there was like heaps expected me. I was like really scared of it because it was, yeah. I'm getting introduced to all this like big year seven stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is which is funny because really it's a, a year, half a year difference. It's not it's nothing major, but yeah, it was quite, quite cool being around the building and mm-hmm being so involved in in community i guess the whole time Mm -hmm. yeah i even found sometimes with youth group we would play sardines and for those of you listening that don't know what sardines is one person hides and then everybody is staying in one particular place waiting for an allotted amount of time and after that time has passed everybody goes and tries to find the person but the place is pitch black so you can't see anything and if you find the person, you don't yell out that you found them, you hide with them or in the same area as them. So eventually everybody should be, the idea is packed in like sardines in this one yep. little spot. We used to play that in my church building <laughs> and 
being pastors kids, we had a bit of an advantage. <laughs> we kind of knew some of the really good nooks and crannies to to huddle up in. Yeah. We played sardines at our youth ministry with our skate team yeah. on Saturday. We were, it was raining, so we weren't able to be at the skate park, so we mm-hmm. were in a shopping centre. And so we... You played yeah. sardines in a shopping centre? <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we went to the Coles, and we sent one person off to hide. So it wasn't pitch black like you would rather play sardines yeah. in, but it was like broad daylight, and so one of our leaders ran off to hide in Coles, and then we all ran in and tried to find him. And we, we actually went for like half an hour on one round. Really? Because we, were, we found this really cool, intricate place that you wouldn't expect. It was kind of like in the frozen food section, and it was behind this little stack of random items. Yeah. And you just wouldn't have seen it, but we were all like packed in behind it. <laughs> and it was cool, because everyone was like walking past that wasn't a part of us and looking at us like, what are they doing? Yeah. We're playing a game. We're playing a game. Just, just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. On Saturday for sports team, which I'm on, we went bowling. The last time I went bowling, I was on outreach in New Zealand, and it was the guys at Good Time Music Academy in Wellington. They took us out and we went bowling. I had the very first bowl of the night for our, for our whole group, and I got a strike. Oh, good. It was amazing. It was the best bowl, potentially, of the night. And then after that, I went downhill. So I started out the best and then got pretty bad by the end of it. But I didn't actually bowl this time. It was kind of cool. I mean, some people had the bumpers up, some people didn't. And some people didn't need the bumpers up, but they had them up. So then they just got extra good scores. Uh, One of my favorite moments, though, is we have this one particular crew who is, he's very loud. He's a very in-your-face kind of personality, but not necessarily in a bad way. But he's, if he's in the room, you know he's in the room. Uh, and if he knows you, he's not going to leave you alone. So he was bowling and he had he had the bumpers up, which meant he didn't get any gutter balls, which meant he always got a score. Some of the other guys that we had in that lane were a couple of our staff members and they didn't have the bumpers up, so they would often get gutter balls. So it ended up being that this particular crew beat our leader Jordan (laughs) who has been on the podcast before and this crew was over the moon he was he was telling everybody when they got the print out of the of the the scorecard he was showing everybody and saying look look I got a hundred I got a hundred I beat Jordan I beat Jordan and we're going that is the coolest thing I love how valued he felt at, at that moment in the second round he came second so he said, I came first in the first round and second in the second round. And I think he loved that even more than if he'd had if, if he'd have won in both of them. Um, but he started making up this rap that went something like, I came first in the first round, then I came second in the second round. And it was just really fun. Everybody everybody had a blast and snack time was the greatest snacktivity. Oh, good. But yeah, I, I absolutely loved U Street this week. Mm, it was good. Uh, and you shared it, U Street Live. Yep. Yeah, what did you share about? I lead the U Street Live, so I coordinate who speaks and different themes and what happens on the night. So it's kind of my, my thing that I do here. Mm-hmm. And and so I was sharing, and I kind of envisioned, because it's the end of the term, because our school holidays, we still run through school holidays, but like we're this is the last week for the term, and then we'll start up in a couple of weeks again. But yeah, so I envisioned like kind of a wrap up, like, oh, who have you liked hearing from this term and like, what did you get from them? So I was kind of wanting to have crew come up and share about what they've got, what they're getting and then finish off with God is love, talking about how Mm -hmm. God loves us um, because we've just been talking about 
who is God the whole term. So we've been unpacking things about like God is forgiveness, God is hope, God mm. is grace. You know, God has all these different things. God is sovereign. Yep. God hears us. God speaks to us. You mm-hmm. know, all the different things about God's character, which is really cool to share with young people. And so I wanted to finish that off. But before I got up and spoke, I wanted to give like a little share back time for the um, for the crew to mm-hmm. share what they what they were getting from the term and. So I was expecting little snippets of like, yeah, I really liked this speaker and what they said about this. Mm. But the first crew came up and instead of sharing like, oh, I really like this and this is what I got from it, they like started sharing their testimony. And I was so taken aback. Not that I didn't like it at all. It was like really, really good. Yeah, we was, all were. It was we're just like, it was just surprised. a raw testimony from yeah. somewhere between 13 and 15 year old yeah. kid that's just like, this is what my life looks like at the moment. And this is what I believe about God. And I'm holding onto that belief yeah. that God, you know, God is good and God loves us. Mm-hmm. And then we had about five or six other different crew that came up and yeah. testimonies. It was raw stuff. It was all yeah. straight from their heart and different like stories that they were getting. It was cool because then I like got to talk to some of them afterwards because it wasn't even it wasn't planned that they would get up and like share so much truth. Yeah. And I was really really stoked by it. Mm-hmm. But I got to talk to some of them afterwards about about what they shared and um, just encourage them because. It was really cool. They got up and basically like shared their testimony, and some of them even like got into preaching. Yeah, I know it was this really raw moment where young people were just sharing their heart and sharing about God and what they think and what they like about God. Yeah, which is really cool. That um, was definitely one of my favorite parts about U Street. All of us, the staff members particularly, <coughs> we're all sitting there, and we got so encouraged by this. Mm, we yes. were seeing the fruit of our labor at U Street. We were seeing these kids share about how their lives have been transformed through us providing a place for them to belong yeah and through us showing them who jesus is mm. they have now taken on this relationship with god themselves yeah. they've made their own decisions and some of them have been coming for years and didn't make a decision until recently yeah uh even even one particular crew that got up and shared i remembered seeing him around last year when i was around our center here but i didn't ever really talked to him. I wasn't part of any of the U Street teams. But when I got back from my four and a half months in the Gold Coast and overseas, I actually decided to strike up a friendship with him. And when I started talking to him, he looked different. And I'm not talking about physical appearance, but something about him was different. And I just didn't know what it was, but it felt good. It looked like he felt more alive. And so he got up and shared at U Street and said, I wasn't actually a Christian until the beginning of this July quarter. Yeah. When these when these guys came from overseas and started sharing about who Jesus is, yep. that's when I decided to become a Christian. And I'd never seen him at U Street Live before. And he actually shared that he didn't come to U Street Live because he wasn't a Christian. But through these students from overseas sharing the love of Jesus with him, he became a Christian mm-hmm. and he's been discipled ever since every week at U Street and we follow them up during the week as well and it's it was just so invigorating to realize that the difference that I saw about him was Jesus. Yeah, definitely. At the end of U Street this last week, everybody was sharing a bit about their highlights from the day. We had one of our staff members share that he'd prayed for a crew and the crew got healed of yeah. having a, yeah. a messed up hand and <laughs> I heard a couple of other people got healed as well. Yep. And a number of kids even gave their lives to Jesus after the whole God is love speech from... One of them was the first time. Yeah. It was his first time at U Street, never been. One of his friends brought him along and 
uh, I saw he was kind of a little distant when we had our U Street Live and then one of the staff came over to him and and just got to connect with him and then afterwards yeah. like they talked about what what we had just shared and what they thought about it and basically got to share the gospel with him and, and then and then he gave his life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's seriously it's so crazy. cool. I love U Street. This is something that we believe is the most powerful way to transform a community mm-hmm. is by reaching the young people. Yep. Mm-hmm. The power of belonging. Yeah. It's quite it's quite something. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's kind of a bit of an idea of what's been happening at our YWAM Centre here in Newcastle over this last week. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed hearing a bit from, from Matt about how our lives are exactly the same. And <laughs> uh, as well as as well as a bit more of the heart behind U Street and five day escape camp which is beginning on Monday and it's going through till Friday. For those of us that are on-base staff members, we're just going to kind of be staying around base. And this happens between DTS quarters because we run them in January, April, July and October. There's one week of changeover where there's no DTS currently on base because all the DTSs have started going on outreach and that's begun the last few days. So in a couple weeks time, they'll be back for our base retreat camp. But in the meantime, we have one week of quiet before the storm comes when we have 70-odd students coming for the October quarter. Perfect. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So this week is hopefully going to be a little bit quieter, but in the communications office where I work, it's going to still be pretty hectic because people are going to be getting last-minute visas and they'll have last-minute questions and everybody's going to be frantic. Uh, wherever they are in the world and they'll all be calling us or we'll be calling them and checking up on them and it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a stretch but when they all get here it'll all be worthwhile yeah I look forward to continuing doing what I'm doing in the communications office and yeah I really hope that you've enjoyed this Pastors Middle Kid podcast it is a little bit shorter praise the Lord I hope your attention span has served you well. Yeah, if you're interested in getting involved in the YWAM Newcastle community, head to ywamnewcastle.com and check out any of our training programs or other ways that you could possibly get involved. And even check us out on social media. We're very present. We have Twitter, we have Snapchat, we have Facebook, we have YouTube, we have Pinterest, we have Instagram. It's all happening. Just search for YWAM Newcastle. That's usually our tag. And if you're interested at all in helping anybody out financially at our centre here in Newcastle, then ywmnewcastle.com forward slash donations is the place to do that. Look, if you even want to help out Maddie or any of the other guys in the School of Innovative Youth Ministries who are going on outreach very soon, they could definitely use your help. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Matt. Cool, absolute pleasure. Fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you'll tune in next time to Pastor's Middle Kid. I'm Ryan Luke. God bless you.